Welcome to the J Squared Horror Podcast, where two lifelong horror fans talk all things horror. Pour yourself your favorite drink and hang out. Here are your hosts, Josh and Jake. Hey guys, welcome to the J Squared Horror Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Jake. And on today's episode, we are going to be discussing 1982's Poltergeist, directed by Toby Hooper. This is a fan requested episode. Our fan of the week is Courtney. So thank you so much, Courtney, for requesting this episode. We are super excited to talk about this one. Uh, before we get into the episode, though, what would you like to let anyone new to our podcast know? As always, like and subscribe on YouTube. Pretty, pretty, please. Also find us on Spotify. We're on there. We're on Apple. We are. And we're on Google. Yeah, that too. Also Instagram, J Squared Horror Podcast. Link tree in the bio for new episodes every Thursday. <laughs> every single Thursday. Two lifelong horror fans decide to get together and talk anything and everything horror. With this podcast, we would like to be the like most original and fully immersive podcast that's ever existed in horror. We like to include ourselves into different scenarios in horror movies. We like to talk about themed episodes. We kind of go through the movie, but in our own J squared horror podcast kind of way, which is super fun. And we haven't found anything like it yet. So if you like cool things and exciting things and horror, stick around and listen to us. So poltergeist. Yeah. Bruh. What I'd like to mention first before we get into the episode is how Courtney was able to let us know that she wanted us to cover Poltergeist. That is www.jsquaredhorrorpodcast.com. If you go there, you can contact us easily like she did. She let us know that this is an episode that she would really like to hear based on other things that we have covered. She had her reasons, and we are super excited to provide this episode for her. So if any of our fans out there have an episode idea, you can either go to our website, you can go to our Instagram, Hell, you can just email jsquaredhorror at gmail.com. Anything like that. We are super excited to do fan requests again. We've been trying to get this going, and I'm so happy that Courtney reached out to us. She is somebody that we see on a weekly basis and talks to us about all of our episodes and different things. So we are so excited to cover Poltergeist. So, Poltergeist 1982 is, uh, it, it, Spielberg is a part of it, right? He's a producer. Yeah, so from what I saw, he wrote the movie. Shit, okay. He did the casting for it. Okay. <laughs> and is a detective producer. Why so, wouldn't he have just directed it? So, good question. Yeah. So, from what I saw, um, I guess the universal contract he was in only allowed him to direct one movie at a time per year, I think. Okay. And 82 was E.T. Oh, so he couldn't do both. So, so from what I saw, some people think he just brought on Toby Hooper to say he was the director, because <laughs> Toby Hooper would just stand by and let him do it. Yeah. So yeah. Spielberg said Toby Hooper didn't have like a, a <laughs> like I guess an aggressive enough personality. Yeah. So someone asked a question, Hooper wouldn't give a quick enough response, so Spielberg would give an answer, and they would do it that way. <laughs> Can you imagine being that guy? And then Hooper, which is, you know, not as, as I yeah. said, yeah. not as, yeah, 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 that's good, that's, <laughs> that's, good. Good. that's good. But they, so, <laughs> and it was such a thing like the podcast, you know? <laughs> that the Screen Actors Guild did an investigation into it. 
Oh, to make shit. sure it was Hooper directing the movie, and from their findings, they declared he was the director. How much but, do you think Spielberg paid for that? I mean, I feel like <laughs> if you, in my opinion, watching the movie, it looked like a Spielberg movie. To the me. entire movie looks Spielbergy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they say he didn't do but, it. Like at the same time, if you, if you know that ET came out that year, I haven't. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen ET in a while. I might not want to say this. But this one does look slightly lower budgeted, but budgeted. Am I saying that word right? Or am I adding letters? Budgeted. Budget. Yeah, I was adding a couple. Budgeted. But I mean. It, it may be, oh, man. but from looking at it, like I, up until this point, had always thought it was a Spielberg movie. So it's it's funny that you say that because until we watched the trailer when you got here today, yeah, I when I watched the movie last night, mm-hmm. I just saw Spielberg and I was like, yeah, this is his movie, yeah. dude. The trailer we saw it starts out, yes, yeah, a Steven Spielberg production or something, yeah, it's yeah. Like, like a Steven Spielberg film. <laughs> it's a first I think that's what it says, say. a Steven Spielberg film, yeah. and then it's, it's like goes through all of that, and I had to check IMDb yeah. to figure out that the director wasn't Spielberg. It shows who was named very small in the middle, and then underneath him another huge Spielberg, <laughs> Spielberg guy, <laughs> which is you're gonna your grab is going to be Spielberg, yeah, because you know. Horror hasn't always is that's not like his biggest cup of tea. Yeah, we need Jaws. Well, yeah, I know Jaws, and that's why, like, when I saw that this was a Spielberg film, I was like, "Ooh, I can rip on Jaws a couple more times," but it's not, so I can't. Correct. So, just to let the fans know out there, why Courtney chose this movie for the J Squared Horror Podcast, I had to pull up the email. She said it's top tier, loads of content, and stands the test of time. Which, as you guys know, through the J Squared Horror Podcast, those are three things we mention quite a bit. <laughs> so you know she's listened to some episodes. We know this, but just to give you guys some perspective. True fan. On how we feel and how excited we are to do these fan requests episodes. Um, what I would like to do is is go through that, kind of, throughout the episode. Okay. And, and decide if we agree or disagree with her fandom of this movie and our podcast. You know, and it's, uh, you know, I will agree for sure that it's got loads of content. I, I, I full heartedly <laughs> agree with that, Courtney. I do. I do. I do. Top tier. We'll get there. Stands the test of time. We will definitely get there. <laughs> but um, this movie is cool. It, we were talking about this before and we always kind of chat a little bit just to kind of grease the gears a little bit yeah. get ready cuz this is a fully unscripted podcast if you're unaware i can barely speak english so <laughs> the fact of me even having to remember a script makes me sweaty so uh it is 82 but not in the sense of some of the other 80s movies we talk about i'd say that I think her, one of the movies that we covered that drew her to this was The Thing. Also from 82. Which is from that same year. Yeah. We're talking about big difference in tears here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like, I would agree. And I'm not talking shit on the Poltergeist, but if you're going movie v. movie, Poltergeist versus The Thing, which is not what we're doing this episode. Don't worry. But The Thing... And Poltergeist. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> I think that can get my point across without I having mean, to waste too much time on it. I will say, though, although I feel it is, in my opinion, a lower 
tier movie than the thing. I mean, that's biased of me saying it, but it's still a good. Movie. Is it biased you saying it though? Because I feel like you know, I mean, we're not, I guess we can't even say Spielberg versus Carpenter because it's not Spielberg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it is a good movie. I love the premise of it. The acting is really good. Yo, the acting in this movie is crazy good. I love the parents. They're good. I seriously yeah. love their whole dynamic. Everything good. about these yeah. parents is like couple goals. Yeah, they're good. Like, where's my that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, dude, they're like obviously successful. The husband clearly does his job very well, takes care of his family. 80s guys, it's a little bit different than, you know, today's world. The women, you know, that woman of that time was cool sitting home with the kids and the husband provided everything for that family and he worked for the people that built the community that he lives in which means he fully respects and trusts and likes what he's doing it would seem like because yeah. it is that happy 80s american family vibe yeah but there are parts of it that show that they were just like hip like cool like they were like when they're in the bed together and they're just like smoking joints and yeah. like watching at first I'm sitting there and I'm like, this guy's a piece of shit. He's not even paying attention to his wife. Who's trying to tell him a story. Yeah. He's, he's reading a book and watching TV while trying to roll a joint <laughs> fails and just throws the box back yeah. at his wife. And it's like, do that. And she's smoking once. I'm like, just pass it. Like, just pass the one you're token on and we can move forward. But then they have this amazing, like, adorable little, like, goofy moment. Yeah, that's good. And it's like, I think they mentioned, like, she's 31, which made me question a lot of things in my own life. Well, he's the oldest 32-year-old. He's the oldest 32-year-old. It's very 80s. If you know anything about how we talk about characters playing ages in the 80s, it's not high schoolers. It's an adult. It's a fucking grandpa playing a 32-year-old. I don't know how old he really was now. It's crazy, though, because, like, their dynamic is cute. The kids are great. There's an older daughter who's not very relevant in the movie, but the, the younger son and the youngest daughter, if you guys know anything about Poltergeist, are the main, uh, like, what? who's getting messed with the most in a movie called Poltergeist? Yeah. Um, there is, I do like the fact that it's like, uh, technology from the past, which at the time was like, like the newest of the new, like that you could tell they had money, uh, which we look at it now and it's like, ugh, like, what is that? Yeah. They had like TVs in every room. It seemed like, like there was one in the kitchen. There was one in the living room. There was one in their bedroom. There were a lot of TVs in their house. A lot of TVs. I did notice that. Yeah. Which is the, the TV people. Um, the little girl real early on in the movie, you realize the little girl's talking to the TV. Which, uh, once again, if you guys know anything about myself, uh, I don't really, I don't really like kids. She was uh, adorable though. I don't know. She was. Um, I guess blonde hair, blue eyes. You no, know, just little you know, American girl. Her voice, just her voice. But she was terrifying. Like, who are you talking to? Who, who's here? What do you mean? There's some, you know, that's when you just put the kid outside. Yeah, let her figure it out from out there. So that opening scene or that opening part made me think of, because she's there and she's getting close to the TV. And she it happens so early in the movie, yeah, too. And she can't hear what they're saying. 
And she's like yelling that she can't hear what they're saying. So I imagine them on the other side screaming yeah. as loud as they can. <laughs> the the poltergeists? Yeah. Yeah. Then once they get her and they can hear her, or she can hear them, every question she asks, she's like, I don't know. <laughs> Why do we even pick I don't her? know. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you were fucking screaming to get your attention. Now, you now we have anything. it. No answers. <laughs> so, the, yeah. so they probably grabbed her out of anger. Yeah, just, <laughs> ah, get in here. That's funny. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> um, then so that is that when the shit starts moving in the kitchen, pretty much around the same time, right? There's so other. There's a lot of filler so, in this movie. It's crazy. This movie is very front heavy. Like a lot of shit happens. I feel like pretty early on. Yeah. Then there's a shit ton of filler. And then but there's it, also filler in between that stuff too. Yeah. But it's. I wouldn't consider it a slow burn. Which is I, something I, you guys yeah. hear on this podcast. I would not a lot. either. And last night, my dumbass, because I watch them the night before typically, and usually I'll research how long the movie is yeah. before I start it at, let's say, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. I'm getting a little older, guys. Starting a movie at 10 o'clock on a work night is kind of painful. All right. Especially when it's an hour and 54 <laughs> fucking minutes long. I, was, I wasn't in bed till after midnight, man. And then you kind of have to, like, decompress after a movie. Like, it's not scary. I get at, in its prime and its time, maybe people thought it was. But then, you know, being a uh, the host of the J Squared Horror Podcast, your brain kind of turns on. And I was having some conversations with myself. And I was thinking, I was like, uh, there's, I swear... I probably can't. I should have written them down because it was like, you know, when you're laying in bed thinking. Yeah. You have great thoughts, like a piss thought. Like when you just have like the greatest thoughts in the world hit you when you're taking a leak. Yeah. Like we, most people know what that's like. Or shower thoughts, you know, things like that. Nobody else is around to hear these thoughts. So I get into, uh, I was heading to my bed last night and I was like, dude, I swear to God, this movie had like 10 fucking other, like it influenced like 10 other fucking movies. And maybe it's because of the episode we did last okay. week and I was thinking about like influential films. But it was like there are certain scenes from this movie that made me think about current, like current, current movies. Not even like 90s, not even like 2000. I'm talking like 10s and up movies. This movie made me, just to mention one, now I think about it, Insidious. Bro, Insidious for sure. Yeah. Then there are scenes in this movie that made me think about the new It, the It remake. Huh? Yeah, then at the very end of the movie when the daughter comes home and she gets outside of the car and she goes, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, okay, boom. You got fucking, now I know what you did last summer. <laughs> they, they, like little things like that you where you just sit street, back yeah. and you're like, get the fuck out of here. She's also such a... She's irrelevant. Unimportant character. They're so irrelevant. But at the same time, like... So the one the one scene that I'm thinking about for it was when the mom was trying to get to the little kid's room at the end of the movie huh? and the hallway gets super fucking long yeah. when the kid is upstairs trying to get back to his friends mm -hmm. and then the hallway gets long and the yeah. floor, floor splits in the middle. But just like that first scene of when you turn around and the hallway got super long, like something about that immediately made me think of It Chapter 1. Okay. But it's like if it makes you think of a specific scene like that, yeah. that's when I think it influenced it. I agree Not just like 
you know, thinking about it forever later, and you're like, oh, yeah, no, that kind of reminded me of that one thing, that yeah. one time that was in that one movie. Yeah, no, like, immediately as I was watching it, I was like, oh, that's like that, I think the actor's name is like Jack Clazer, when he breaks his little arm when he falls through. Uh-huh. But I was just like, dude, like, stuff like that. But Insidious, for sure, because you got the whole mediums, you got the whole, we're trying to get into the other side, yeah. you know. It's kids getting attached or attacked by ghosts. And it's like, holy fucking shit, did we not even realize that Poltergeist had the effect on modern cinema like it did? Especially coming off of an episode called The Most Influential Movies of Every Decade? It's funny because, like, yesterday, Jackson, I had thought (laughs) I had seen the movie before. I did, too. I just thought it, I just watched it years ago. Nope. Say, I was like, (laughs) okay. I know, it's it's almost like an hour and a half into I thought, and I thought to myself, I've never. I thought there was some like clown shit supposed to happen. It didn't happen. Is that poor guys too? <laughs> Dude, I had that exact same thought because the clown is in this movie, yeah. and it, there's a part where like the kid throws his jacket on it, and any kid that was scared of shit like that, like especially me. Also, there's this fucking tree in this movie. What the fuck? Yeah, the tree is a bit. Okay, much. so. All of our longtime listeners, and maybe some of our new listeners might know, I don't fuck with looking out windows at nighttime. It's yeah. not a thing of mine. Yeah. And little did I know horror movies have been beating this shit into my head forever. Yeah. It's a fucking tree. And you know how, like, when you're a kid and, like, a tree has branches that look like arms and them shit start moving in the wind and you're like, mm, that's a person. Bro. You see the this, shadow coming in. This yeah. fucking tree <laughs> in this movie starts eating a kid. It ate him pretty much. Like he was like up to his neck in it. The fa- like the fact that like why isn't that on like t-shirts and posters? Yeah. Like this movie, like you said, it's very front end heavy. Yeah. And shit, you didn't even know happened. Like you got the kitchen scene where like the fucking chair is moving across the shit, and the dude's like, "That's wild." And then she just openly puts her kid there, and is like, "You go, honey," but puts a nice little Rams helmet on yeah. her just to make sure she doesn't bump her head too hard. Well. Freeman Noella about the the father in this movie is he believes immediately. That uh, yes, I, doesn't I was question that. a single so, thing. The thing that's so great about this movie is it doesn't waste that time. Yeah. There's no time wasted on it happening and people being like, no, nah, I don't I'll yeah. see it. Yeah. I don't notice none of the shit that's weird going on. But also these poltergeists in this movie don't really give you the option to not believe what the f- what is going on is going on because it goes from little things like the the stuff like i think before the furniture started moving the little girl and the mom are at home because the dad was off at work and it stacks the furniture perfectly which makes you think of some crazy shit that you see in some of the paranormal activities later on down the road um obviously movies like paranormal activity were influenced heavily by a movie like Poltergeist from 1982, which, once again, how we do this on unplanned shit blows my mind. What do you mean? The connection between, like, oh, yeah, yeah. the previous week's episode and this one. They're not going to believe we're an unscripted podcast. They should. But we are, yeah. if you just listen. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there's, like, crazy stuff that happens throughout this movie. And like you said, the, the husband gets home, and she's like, I got to show you this because their relationship is so perfect. It's not like in the paranormal activity where it's like, oh, this is crazy. This is happening in the day. Is it, though? Let me go grab my camcorder and record a bunch of shit. Like, no, this shit's crazy and it's happening. Um, And then you get 
the I think pretty much after that is when like the kid the storm and he's like count one one thousand. I've done that. Did you Ooh. ever do that as a kid? No, dude. I was I'm I used to be terrified of thunderstorms, like Ted Thunderbuddy type tiles. I can, style <laughs> shit. I can sleep so well during thunderstorms. I I I I beg for thunderstorms now as an adult, yeah, but as, as a, a kid, kid I was like, scared of them. Like that thunder be getting me, and I'm also petrified of tornadoes. I would just crack the window a little bit. Yeah, get a little breeze coming Dude, in. I used to Ooh. wake up and run outside on my grandparents' porch and just sit out there and let the storm happen. Because mm. I love storms as, like, a teenager on. But as a kid, I was scared of them, kind of like this little kid. But I used to do shit like that where it would be like, oh, yeah, if there's a thunderstorm, you count just between the lightning and the thunder how far away the storm is. The closer the number, the closer, the farther the number, the farther. Okay. But I used to hear five seconds was a mile. So that's what I that's what I was told. So like one one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. Shit, it's right over me. <laughs> There's gonna be a damn tornado. Mom, get in the bathroom. Grab the mattress. I'm scared. Uh, but then there's a there's a tornado in this fucking movie. There is, yeah. When the tree it breaks the kid's window, which is like scary enough because he thinks it's a person tree thing, right? Yeah. Well, he was right. Two hands grabbed <laughs> him. two hands come through the window, grabbed him. Yeah. <laughs> They're the eating this kid. Eating him while the parents are getting shit whipped outside by the wind. And we just had a crazy storm roll through our area on Friday uh, a couple days ago. Oh, yeah. It was like out of the blue. Kind of like, I guess, like in this movie it would have been. But what the fuck was that? But yeah, no tree grabbed either one of us or our people. Good. And ate anybody. But this, this tree gets him like to his neck. Like feet first to the neck. And the dad's, like, trying to climb up the tree. Mom's getting shit whipped around in the back. Daughter's upstairs just screaming out the window, not doing shit. Little girl, by the way, who the older daughter should have been watching, based on the scenario of what's going on, she's going through her own stuff where her closet is just eating her entire bedroom. (laughs) And you're like, what? Like, so much is going on in these scenes. And this is where you kind of know, like, okay, Spielberg definitely had a heavy part in this because this shit for the 82 looked pretty good. Obviously, it's corny now. But can you imagine watching that when it came out? Like, it was probably mind-blowing. And there's another scene I'll get into later that I really thought that, but... You know, you got the the parents just, <laughs> my kid's getting eaten by a tree. Not knowing that the daughter's upstairs like, mommy. Because her shit's getting thrown into a closet. Clown flies in there. So you're like, oh, when's that going to come back? Yeah. We all know the infamous clown shit. Yeah. Gets her, right? Kid gets saved. They go upstairs like, yo, where's the daughter at? They're rummaging. Through, and then mind you, the closet is full of shit. Like all the bedroom. <laughs> In the closet. <laughs> Pulled into the closet. And they're doing a pretty good job throwing mattresses out the way. They're twins. Yeah, nothing crazy. Twin mattresses. Just throwing them out the way. And then they're like, oh, she's hiding under the blanket. Everything's okay. Yeah. Everything's fine. Move it's a fucking clown doll thing that we've already seen. Yeah. You're like, I don't, I don't like this clown doll. Mind you, if that was like an Annabelle situation, that would be the scariest doll in horror cinema history. Yeah. Just the doll itself. It's creepy. It's very creepy. Yeah, my first thought was, who bought him that? <laughs> I think it was hers. I don't think it was his. He that, didn't like it. That clown is terrifying. Why would you sit it up on a chair? Right in front of you. Right in front of your bed. Just looking at it the entire night. I would have put it in the closet with a blanket over it like it was. <laughs> they yeah. found it. Yeah. They, they, remove, <laughs> they remove what they think is the daughter, and it's not. And then they're like, oh, man. And then it, like, cuts immediately to, like, the dad being in, like, 
when she goes talks to the medium or whatever she is, and he looks down bad. Yeah. Like they got the makeup on on cue. He ain't slept in days. Looking at, he's like, oh, I ain't even told the cops yet. I need you. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, all right. And it's so funny because like I think it's like right after he says that they like go to the house and they open up the door and shit's just spinning around the room like like a tornado would do. Yeah. And then my favorite part because as you guys all know, I'm a record collector, right? There's this just part where like it's a uh, it's a, called a compass, right? That tool that was used in math to draw so. like perfect yeah. circles. The record is flying through the air while the... uh, A retractor? No, that was the plastic thing. The retractor was the the half of... It was the plastic. Okay. I think that's called a compass. Okay. It's the pokey thing that you can draw a perfect circle with. I think it's called a compass. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it's called a compass. Anyway, it's playing a record while it's flying through the air, which I love because it's like this moment of like high intensity, like fear, and it's just like... (laughs) <laughs> like it was so cool to me it's called a compass dude you're about to be like damn yeah, I, josh not, is the smartest man alive i'm not second guessing why are you googling something because i don't know boom what's that called this one like health retractors i don't know compass no dude i thought a compass which you used to like find out directions a compass is something you use to find out directions but a math compass is that uh. thing See, well, they came together in a pack. That's why I was confused. That's the retractor. Or what's it called? Protractor? Oh, it's a protractor. Okay. Isn't that what that thing's called? Yeah, protractor. Damn it. And a compass, right? Yeah. What'd you call it? A retractor? Rotractor? I've been out of school for a really long time. So have I, dude. And I also didn't pay attention to math class at all. But anyway, that was a pretty cool scene. But also, there's shit flying around the room, and these people are like, whoa. And this is when you're like, this is giving you some... Some insidious vibes. Yeah, but what also I like about that, like you said, these ghosts never give anyone a second to not believe they're there. No, at all. Like, like these, the these poltergeists are on like shit starts happening. Max capacity. That's like when his boss came to see him, <laughs> and the fucking <laughs> piano starts right rolling right across. <laughs> He's like trying to side. push him out of the way. Like, okay, and it's funny because like while they're talking to him, they're like, "Oh, the light's gonna flicker three times." It's like, wink, wink, wink. Like they've already like completely mapped out what these ghosts are gonna be doing throughout this process. Yeah, the mom character is super. She's she's in tune. She is, yeah, with what's going down. But also, I think that adds to like this kind of movie not really existing before. So it's like you kind of had to just get to the point. True. I don't think you. Could, I don't think you could have done what Paranormal yeah, Activity. Yeah, did. get right to it. And also, I can only imagine how terrifying it was for all the people watching this. Because, like, we're watching it. We've seen, you know, let's just say ten way better versions because of modern cinema and modern technology and what we're able to do now. Especially, like, Paranormal Paranormal Activity versus this and, you know, Insidious versus this. Visually, it would honestly look better. But if you put yourself in a... Uh, movie theater seat in 1982 this shit probably blew your mind because people are probably going to look back at our movies now and be like that thing sucked well i wonder how was the remake for it in 2015 i never watched it i didn't either which i was like i was gonna ask you but we got to that point pretty quickly um yeah i never watched it it popped up first when i when i searched it yeah and the immediate thing is that clown yeah thing and i'm like why is that the focal point yeah <laughs> And after watching it, I'm like, also, once again, are you guys just feeding off of people's fears of clowns? Which, I mean, makes sense. 
But it's not a focal point of this movie. Like, yeah, it comes in later, but yeah, I'm guess, I, I guess. don't I don't really like that. It's a doll and it's a clown, cool, but like that shit that that shit is creepy. Like, yeah. I, I guess that's the point. But I feel like I, I did guess not like that poster. Trying to use that nostalgia. It is. And that's probably that. something that stood out after eighty two. In the last fifteen minutes of the movie. It's in the first little bit and then the last yeah. little bit, yeah, where that clown really comes into play. But um this this part where they're where, you know, they're kinda doing like this whole insidious uh you know, ghost hunters, ghost uh, hunting. Uh, also, conjuring really comes in, especially with the couple that did that. And, like, the side people they had. So, this lady's side people, Um, I don't remember the characters' names, but there's a guy, and this is the this is what I was talking about when I was, like, you know, FX and, like, the, the how crazy this movie must have been for people. Bro, when he goes to the bathroom to wash his face, yeah, like, yes, it looks corny as shit now yeah but can you imagine watching that scene in 19 he goes to the bathroom his weight rinses me like a little boo-boo and he peels all the flesh off of his face yeah like oh, fun fact about that scene you know whose hands those were no steven spielberg's oh shit yeah. that's crazy while well, he wasn't directing. He Obviously, because he wasn't a director. Of course, yeah. 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 Which, he proved it right there. He's like, see, look, I was a stunt yeah, double. I'm, I'm on screen. Yeah, I'm on screen. I can't be directing <laughs> if I'm on screen. But that was crazy. He peels all his face off, then he looks back up, and it's gone. But the prosthetic, at, in the 80s, I'm sure, I mean, it looked just like him. It was crazy. I don't think even in the 80s that looked like him. I bet it looked perfect. I bet it was, like, perfect. Just I bet, Just like, there. I bet Savini and Nicotero and all that watched <laughs> it. They're like, "Good job, that was perfect." But the process of him pulling off looked good. All of it looked. That good. entire process looked good to me. All of it looked good. I mean, yeah, the face didn't look kind of fake, but he's like, ar, ar, ar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, some of that stuff really stood out to me. Um, then you had the crazy light. How do you feel about the light scene? The ghost, like actually seeing the entity. Um, it reminded me of Ghostbusters. Yep. When did Ghostbusters come out? 84. Interesting, interesting. Talk about influential. Yeah. I'm thinking, is this the end of Ghostbusters? Oh, damn, I are are these the out. same ghosts from Ghostbusters? Who knows? Ooh, they traveled from yeah. Poltergeist land to and, and New they York. Had, they got caught in New York a couple years later. They got stuck in the New York City. What are you looking up? Oh, it's one of the cast members' names. I had a quick story to tell okay his name is richard lawson so he was i guess the black investigator with yeah them. yeah he was my, one of my favorite investigators so he people stuck around people talk about the yeah, yeah. other dude <laughs> after that face shit he was out but anyway. like, yeah could you imagine i peeled my face off hey guys i'm going home <laughs> yeah and never coming back never i then actually denounced ghost but they have like this is a curse movie or whatever so yes yeah, the curse films yeah and so him i'm not sure how recent it was or how close it was to the movie. Yeah. But he was in the airport, obviously going to catch a flight, and someone stopped him because they recognized him. From Poltergeist. And he signed an autograph for him. Nice. Gets in the plane. Well, from him signing the autograph for that person, he gets upgraded from coach to first class. Okay. The plane crashes. He survives. But where he would have... Half the people on the plane died. Half of them died. The, The person who got his seat died. That's insane. Yeah. So, if you guys ever get a chance on AMC or Shutter, one of those, you can watch cursed films. 
this is one. This is one of them. This is one of the curse films. And like he just mentioned, um, stuff like that happened to movie, like people that were in these kinds of movies. I think it's like The Exorcist, this one. Uh, the Omen. The Omen. Crazy stuff like that happens. That's a really fun TV series to watch, and it's very interesting. Because you find out some stuff that happened that you're just like, there's no way. And they're like, yeah, this kind of stuff happened. And then it's kind of like, does it prove the point that, like, if you start, like, poking around at this stuff, like, are we going to start getting haunted by stuff? Or, yeah, like, I, I think we're good. You know, because we're not creating it. We're just talking about other people's creations all the time. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's cool because there's also another scene later um, near the end of the movie where the, the mom is in the pool that they were digging. And there's, like, corpses. Corpses? 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 I think that's the plural for corpse. Skeletons? Skeletons. Yeah. Uh, where you assume that they're just, you know, plastic fucking skeletons, but you find out that they're real, like, cadavers. Like, they're, they're actual human skeletons that's yeah, just floating they, in water. They said those were cheaper to get. Hell yeah, Which man. Is, how, how is that cheaper? I don't know. Probably you just contact a serial killer, and he's like, yeah, I got, like, 15 in the closet. What do yeah. you want, 150 bucks? Yeah, cool. <laughs> I'll all send yours, them via but DMV. you have to keep them. Yeah, I can't have these back, <laughs> and nor do you know my name. All right, just come pick them up out of this storage unit. Uh, but yeah, there's crazy stuff about these movies like that, and this uh, being a poltergeist, one of the I think original like ghost haunting like this types of movies. Yeah. Oh, and the older sister. Character. Yeah. What were you gonna say about that? You said she, you had a fun fact yeah. or interesting, yeah, not fun, not fun. Yeah. But she was wrong choice of words there. She was murdered. Murder by her ex boyfriend in her driveway the <laughs> same year the movie came out. Do you think that she ran out there and said, What is happening? It's <laughs> <laughs> fucked up. That's so messed up. My name is served on a silver platter. I mean, she could have because they were that's like her one strange, as they say, and he oh, wanted yeah. her to take him, take him back. And she said no, so he choked her out in the driveway and <laughs> left her there. Bye. This is what's happening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. So you get the, all that crazy stuff happens, right? And then the girl, the lady, the the medium or whatever she was, is like, "I'm gonna bring back some help. This other guy's done, but I'll bring back this other dude." Well, no, I think she was like a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. So yes. she was. Yeah. She not was prepared for this. She was. All yeah, anyway. she was in over her head. Yeah, and I, they're yeah. all trying to like prove that it's fake too, like the whole time. But really? then she's like, "Yeah, remember they're like talking when the dude was like fake sleeping." Everybody was downstairs, and they're like, "Yeah, they're like doing this, and doing that, and uh, doing this." But um, yeah, they, after they, you they're whispering. Watch, it. and then you have the like fucking force field thing in the roof. I don't know. There's some crazy shit in this. Yeah, movie. we go through the door, you come down through. The, yeah, that's crazy. That's but weird. then she's like, "I'm gonna bring back some help," and the help is what really makes you think of Insidious. Yeah, which is just some lady. I think this is the medium, or what are they called? I think it's medium. People yeah. that talk to ghosts are like can go into that realm. Or understand that realm. And she, I'm very confused at a lot of this stuff because it's like, go to the light, don't go to the light, do this, do that. There's so many rules. Like, why? Oh, I don't know. The daughter won't come to you, but the daughter's talking to him through a TV. And I hated that lady's voice. And she's like, be the mean voice, dad. Dad's like, I don't, I've never spanked my kids. Tell her you'll spank her. Like, what? Just say it. There's a lot going on in this whole part. Yeah. And I think what's interesting about that is when they get to the point where they're about to go through the door and the medium offers to go first, but the mom says, you've never done this before either. 
Yeah, she that was, was super. Said, cor- yeah, you're right. Go ahead. That was kind of corny though. Yeah, like I thought it was. I maybe it wasn't when you first watched it, but I watched it, and it was like one of those times where it's like you didn't need to be that corny. It was the it was the selling of it that yeah. was corny. It wasn't necessarily the writing of it. It was how they portrayed it. Yeah, the delivery wasn't the best. The delivery was terrible. But she was. I mean, she's right. Like I've never been in there. I've never been to the other side of the uh, plane, as it's called, um, the, the life plane versus the ghost plane. I feel like you're her mom. You should go anyway. Yeah, I'm going. If I'm the parent, I'm going. If that's my kid, which I'll never have one of those, but if I did. Um, sorry, sweetie. <laughs> have fun with the demons and the ghosts. Mommy and daddy are going to go get your uh, your life insurance check. Yeah, you're here every day through your TV. I'm moving. TV staying. Bye. So, that shit, the plan was. That was so confusing. I man. don't understand it. So there's tennis balls, there's gook, and there's rope. Which also reminds me of Ghostbusters too. Right? The Ghostbusters really ripped this movie off. <laughs> um, but there's the, the, how they came up with this idea, I'm not sure. Maybe they kind of understood the portal theory at the time. Uh, but, yeah, there's tennis balls, and the guy downstairs is catching them. And he's like, this is my handwriting. And you're like, okay, so if you throw it through here, it's going to go. You couldn't just tell the little girl to, like, jump through something and, like, go to something? No, that's cool. So you send the person through with rope, but you can't let go of the rope. Okay, I'm lost, but she's she fi- they find her somehow, but then like the fucking head, yeah. that big ass head comes through, and yeah. the dad's like, I know, I promised you, I wasn't gonna drop yeah, this rope. Gone. It's gone. This head is fucking ten feet by six feet, and it just roared in my face. Yeah. No, bro, letting it go. Like I'm letting, uh, you know, I might try, I might uh, try to swing on it a couple times, but. I can't guarantee I'm holding on to the rope, but it still worked out in the end. It made me think of Stranger Things with the seal. Oh, that was the other that was the other thing I was going to connect to this show. Yeah. Or this movie with Stranger Things. Especially towards the end where it starts to look like the upside down. Yeah. It's like tentacles and shit. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. I was like, yeah, dude. So with the ceiling thing. The ceiling thing was like. "Eh." Then the door, the tentacles thinking. Yeah. I was like, yo, Stranger Things, like the Duffer Bros. I know y'all be ripping off shit. Y'all openly talk about, well, y'all ain't (laughs) never mentioned Poltergeist? Or maybe they have and I just haven't paid attention to it. But the end of this movie, after they survive this thing, and you think that it's all good, but then you're thinking because you're me and Jake, you're like, I still haven't seen that stupid fucking clown do yeah. anything yet, and I don't think it's in part two, so what is going on? And you're sitting there, and you're like, the husband's like, I got to go to work. I got to figure some shit out. Like, if y'all go to sleep, it's cool. We're not going to stay here tonight, but, like, I'm going to work so late that y'all going to have to sleep anyway. <laughs> Very confused at that, because the dad has been a stand-up guy this entire yeah, movie. He was adamant about leaving that same night. Yeah, adamant. adamant. And he Because he knew, like, shit gets wonky. You know, might not be fixed yet. And then I'm going to work about 1030, though. Yeah, I'm going to work till you know, my wife had time to dye her hair, take a bath, go to sleep. <laughs> Kids are trying to go to sleep. He left when the sun was still out and it's now dark. Like, damn, I don't know how far away you work. Isn't it this fucking neighborhood? <laughs> like, where are you, dad? And it's like shit like that where it's just like I didn't quite understand. Because, like, that's not how the dad has been portrayed this entire movie. He's been on top of things. He is completely called out of work in order to be there. His boss is so worried about it that he tells him about the whole cemetery thing and all that stuff. So you're like, this doesn't make sense. But craziness, right? So you got the house. It's been calm. But then you got the mom taking a bath, separated from the kids in the bedroom where all the crazy shit happened. And this is when you get the clown. Which is little fucking, it, he like looks at it before he goes to sleep and he's like, all right, 
I got this. I'm just going to be a big boy. I'll ah, grab my blanket. I'm going to roll over. Yeah, always. That's what I did. Don't do that. You're, nothing can get you under your blankie, bro. You know that, right? As it could be as, it could be Michael Myers. I hit that sheet over the head, bro. As soon as he threw that, wherever he threw at it, and heard the bell from the hat go you off. You know it's going to get you. You knew. You're going to hear it again. It was good foreshadowing. It was. The movie did a good job at that part. Because you're like, oh, here's the clown shit. <laughs> like, and then he, like, he rolls over, and then he like hears something. Like yeah. something thuds. Yeah. And he's like, oh, bet. Sits up. It's gone. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no. Nah. Oh, no. And he does what no kid in his right mind would ever do. No. Looks under the bed. You immediately hop up and cut the light off. Yeah. I'm cutting on lights. I'm going to get my mom, yeah. my dad, my sisters, everybody. I'm going to call an uncle. I don't care, bro. I'm not going to sit there. And what's crazy is like, you are thinking, and I like this, because it's one of those times where you think something else is going to happen, and they don't do it. He looks under the bed, and he's like, you're like, all right. We did it. We got through it. And he sits up. And the thing's behind him in bed. Yeah. And just starts roping up him up. And it's, his face changes all evil. Yeah. Bro. No, so something man. else cool fun, or not cool, but fact about that is at some point recording that scene, there was a malfunction. And it was, Ooh, like, cool too. It was like choking him. Oh, like legitimately. Yeah. Oh, sure. And then Steven Spielberg, who was, you know, on set. Producer. Obviously. <laughs> came and pulled him out of it. Steven Spielberg saved the day. Yeah. Of course he did. Well, you know, you're oh, man. The, the producer, you know. Yeah, you got to be there. You're very hands-on. Got to keep your, your kid actors actors and actresses yeah. safe. He and did, then He did the casting. He did, which was perfect. I got to say, the, the acting in this movie was superb. Um, especially the kids. They were so good. Um, they were good, yeah. So then you got, you, this is all going down. The mom, what happened? Something, oh, what the fuck? It goes like scary movie, too, with the whole getting tossed around the ceiling with the underwear getting shown. Yeah, that was I don't a, know what, what they were what they were Yeah. What were y'all going for? I, don't there? Know. I didn't appreciate that. She this kept, whole movie she, did a good she job. Kept pulling her shirt down. And it kept pulling the yeah. showing the underroots. Yes, you know, she's and I know she's a pretty lady and whatnot, but she like was, yeah, she was like yeah she was a gorgeous woman, but like why? Nothing in this movie has been like let's see some mom panties. Yeah. And she's getting tossed around the ceiling. Kids are about to get yeeted into a closet again. There's an <laughs> evil clown doll. This movie went from like, we did it to what yeah. is going on? Like part two starts yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going to shit. You're not, you're not allowed to be comfortable at all in this point. And then the mom is trying to get to her kids. She she survives her fiasco and gets she gets she got she got put through the ringer, man. You start seeing this upside down shit happening. That's when you got the hallway scene that I mentioned about it earlier. And she gets <laughs> yated down the stairs. <laughs> and she, she, the one thing I'll give this mom is she's got no quit in her. None. She's going to see this through. And she's yelling at it, you better not hurt my babies. And the famous hair blowing in the wind shit. And I think about that time the dad shows up. And also, another thing I don't understand, he's running up to the house. The fucking lights are flickering. Oh, he stops for a second? He stops, and he yells his wife's name. Maybe he's getting the courage. I get it. I've been scared before. I didn't like it, but, it, you know, it's not the worst thing that happens. And then, like, neighbors are now starting to realize, like, yo, what is going on? The fucking owner of his company's pulling up. Shit's hitting the fan. You got fucking graves popping out. She falls in the pool with the floating cadavers. I didn't skeletons. understand the whole caskets you know and i think it was just to prove that there are that many poltergeists that it was buried on or it was built on that many bodies 
I think that was the point they were going with, that it wasn't even like barely attempted to switch the bodies. Because he even looks at it, I think it's that famous line where it's like, you moved the headstones, but you kept the bodies. Yeah. The only overacting in this entire movie is in that pivotal scene. <laughs> 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 Which I mean, it's like it's so iconic though. So maybe yeah. I've just, it's just been beaten into my head at this yeah. point. But he's like grabbing his boss and he's yelling at him, and it's well, just you know that's the I'd be pretty pissed. That's the easy way to do it. Yeah, though. yeah. And then they you know somehow come around the backside of the house, and then they get in the car, crash into another car, and that's when the daughter runs up and does. The, I know what you did last summer. Um, <laughs> what is happening? I love in clearly that, some wild shit. All right, in that scene though. Before she even gets in the car, the son says, pull off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's leave, Dad. <laughs> yeah, I did remember that. Yeah. Damn, you, you remembered it better than that. That's funny. Yeah, he does. He's like, fuck this girl. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing her now. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's supposed to be at, off I-77 or was it the Holiday Inn. Um, and then you got the, everybody's watching this happen and like this force is coming out of the house and knocks some people over and then the house disintegrates into itself into the poltergeist hole um and then uh, you know it kind of gives you that like they are just so tired yeah you know and it's like you've been through the ringer it kind of makes me think of haunted haunting of hill house at some of these points where you got the whole family trying to escape something crazy and then you got the they go to the holiday inn and it's like they close the curtain they go inside the room and you're like And it's just one last little thing, which is the dad rolls the TV outside of the room and then shuts the door. And I think that's one of those, like, sorry, my voice cracked. That's one of those, like, perfect ending type moments. I agree. Like, it really, it's Spielberg doing Spielberg. Whatever you want to say, that had to have been Spielberg say. That was such an iconic little cherry on top. Yeah, Like, it was just great. And that's the movie. I mean, that's it. Yeah. I mean, there's probably some other shit that happened that wasn't as important to us, but that's it. All right, buddy. So, is there anything you wanted to add about the movie? I mean, I've kind of just been rambling on. You've no. chimed in, but it's no. it was good. Yeah, so, what cover all about? I feel like feel like it. All the important shit for yeah. the most part. All right, on a scale from one to ten, this iconic movie called Poltergeist from 1982. Where would you rank it, bud? On a scale from one to ten, Poltergeist to me would be a seven and a half. That's a good score, bud. I like that score. What about you? I'm going to go eight. Okay. I'm going to go eight, you know, just because it was a fan request and I don't want her to hate me. No, I enjoyed this one. There's some corny shit, but I have to kind of take out. like It's the 80s. Yeah, I have to step out and be like, all right, it's corny, but blah, blah, blah. You know, but I did. I do think it's iconic and coming off the episode we just came off of, I have to give it some respect. Yeah. Because I mentioned some of my favorite things that exist in horror right now. Yeah. And it makes me, it made me think of those things in this movie. Uh, yeah, that's the movie, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you guys have an episode idea like Courtney did, let us know. www.jsquaredhorrorpodcast.com. I would like to take a big shout out for all of our main supporters. Jeff Balance, who does our design work. Lucky Riggs, who does our intro and our outro music. Trademark Printing, who does our printing needs. A big shout out for Jake for being the best co-host a guy could ask for. Thank you. A big shout out to all of our fans. Every single one of you that listen every week, comment, like, uh, if you're new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button. It really helps us. Um, follow us on Spotify, all those things. No idea what we're covering next week? No. We'll let you guys know when we know. <laughs> all right, so this is the J Squared Horror Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Jake. You guys have a great week. And remember, it's hip to be squared.